when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends! Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shot suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Hey campers, this is Ari Lee, the first Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Jason never dies. grand scheme of things, how many folks can say they were the first of something? The man on the line right now is not only a hard rocker with his band First Jason, a lot of horror fans know him as the first man at the time child to play Jason Voorhees in the first Friday the 13th series. The hard on rocker is here from First Jason. How you doing, Ari? I'm doing great. It's me, Ari Lehman, the first Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. You know they have to hear that, then they know it's really me. Absolutely. First and foremost, with that, since I bring up the band, which you can check out at firstjason.com. Thank you. Yes, got to get that plug out of the way. First and foremost in my life, to tell you the truth, that's the most, uh, you know, I mean, there's no limit to my love for the fans of Jason Voorhees and Friday the 13th and all the people that worked on that movie 40 years ago. But, you know, um, working on that movie inspired me to, to always be creative and always do things and just keep moving, keep moving at all times. And uh, I'm very fortunate in that the, the, uh, the fans have been – have been patient as as first Jason kind of got our our act together and you know we 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 have four albums out now um and uh the last one of course Lord of the Lake 
and we've got two videos up there, Kill for Mother and uh, Voorhees is the name, which are getting a lot of love. And just yesterday, okay, none other than Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills, who, as you know, I did a collab with them, um, he told all of his literally millions of fans, hey, go check out First Jason Voorhees is the name. So, you know, that happened yesterday. So I'm I'm very happy about where things are right now. Well, the reason I wanted to bring up the band, and I thought this was cool with all the craziness in real life that we're dealing with currently yeah. the past few months, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you, the band did an online fundraiser playing for their fans. And tell us a little bit about that. And how much money do you know that you raised? And, the live stream that we just did. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, the situation there is, as you know, I mean, you know, taking it back a bit, First Jason was on the road uh, March 13th, Friday the 13th of March. We were in um, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Then we played Chicago. Then we played Springfield, Missouri. Um, Then we were down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they had told us, oh, wow, we had to move the First Jason show to a bigger room, this club called the Venue Shrine. They've got two rooms, so they moved us to the big room because there were so many pre-sales. Everybody was so happy. And, you know, an hour before showtime, we were in the parking lot, and they said, wow, the city had to cut it down. And, you know, at that point, as I guess everybody, we were all in a bit of disbelief, you know. But, um, you know, uh, we did stay on the road for a little while. We were there for a minute. So um, then we came back. And, uh, you know, I had to figure out, hey, what am I going to do? Well, we had a bunch of merch left, so I started selling hot sauce and CDs, shut-in survival kits. That was very popular. Then the live streams started coming, as you as you mentioned. And we noticed there's a lot of live streams. Most of them, the sound isn't really right, you know. So our friend, Andrew, over at, Cairo Alehouse, you know, because, again, they, like many venues, had to consider closing their doors for good. I mean, I'm talking about so many venues right now that we've worked with so many good people across this country. And you know what Jason, first Jason does is we show up at a small, in a small town. It could be Kenosha or it could be Tulsa. It could be uh, outside of Houston or somewhere like this, and we're um, we kind of make it a little horror con. You know what I'm saying? It's horror. Yeah. I'm there. These bands, like so many of them, come out of that horror punk thing, you know, or the death metal thing, which which identifies with horror. Or even now you've got horrorcore, which is like horror hip-hop. I mean, there's so many sides to it. You know what I'm saying? You've got your horror burlesque troupe. You've got your tattoo artist. You've got your hearse enthusiast. You know, haunted house people. It just goes on forever. So when I show up, it's kind of like, hey, you know, the ambassador of darkness is here. (laughs) I like it. You know, I mean, that's kind of me. You know, little Jason is kind of a ray of sunshine. But anyway, <laughs> but no, and then what is going on there is I'm validating them, you know, which is really all it is because I can't, 
I thought at one time, man, I could come up with the wise words of the sage. But, you know, you just got to be there sometimes and go, damn, that was a great song. I like that song, you know? Just be honest and listen and be there for people. And that's more more than anything, you know? And uh, so, so Andrew at the Cairo Grill, he had one of those venues, the Cairo Grill, okay? which is a place where, oh, gosh, we played there several times with different bands, and uh, they also have amazing food, and, you know, I have the hot sauce. So back in the, in the day, he was like, oh, you think you got some hot sauce? Come and test our, our house-made hot sauce. So we do, like, a hot sauce throwdown, you know, that kind of thing. So he says to me, man, you know, he says, what's up? He's saying, he, they're going to close. So then they said, you know what, instead of closing, we're going to set up the stage to do these live streams. And you can go and watch one tonight uh, at Amp Syndicate Live. Just look up Cairo Alehouse or Lift Up Cairo. And, uh, well, now every night they have fire dancers, they have pole dancers, they have DJs. So it's a lot of things going on. But on um, last Saturday... They had about five bands and several DJs, and uh, yeah, we were able to raise. I don't know, you know, it was it's, it was many thousands of dollars, or maybe even close to ten. But I don't know because they just had that clicker going, you know. And he's uh, he's trying to raise, I think, like thirty k to keep the place open. Okay. So you know, as far as I know, he's made a lot of progress. And you know, um, I think the main thing is on many levels. Just keeping things going, man. The morale. You know, so many people sure have been influenced tragically on the physical level. I mean, heck, I can even let you guys know our drummer, Fabian, for a little while was in the hospital. He's out, okay? But Fabian, who plays in seven bands in Chicago, you know, that would have been that would have been half the Chicago <laughs> rock scene would have been big trouble yeah, if he wasn't around. But he's uh, no, he's he's uh, a tiny but mighty man, and he's back on the scene. We're happy to say, you know, after quarantining for quite some time. Um, but um, so, but it's the emotional level. You know what I'm saying, man? It's oh, yeah. feelings. You know. That's that's where they've been hitting them, and and that's where at least I can be of some help. I can get in there and say, hey, come on, man, let's do shows, let's do what we can. If we got to play at a drive-in movie theater, if we have to play inside, and you guys are outside, whatever it takes, let's just keep it going because you can't let the music stop. Well, like Ari mentioned there, check out the links. Uh, we'll feed them in below as well for all the outlets. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. And com, and then yeah, yeah, you put it. Yeah, it's all the first Jason official on Facebook, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll share all that. Just join our YouTube channel now, First Jason, because I've I'm been uploading a lot of stuff. We uploaded already at least three songs from the uh, two or three songs from the from the live streamer up there. I think we got Machete's My Friend, Jason's Bride, and uh, and uh, one other. Oh, and Kill for Mother. Those came out really good, you know. I've been, I've been, you know. The thing was, you can hear, in this case, you can really hear the vocals 
and the band is a bit subdued. And I think that's because the act that came on before us was a hip hop act, you know, so it's just all vocals. So, you know, you know, maybe I should have been a little more demanding about Marsha, 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 equalizing the sound, but it, it comes over as a, as a good performance. So I've been, uh, I've been watching a lot of Cab Calloway videos. My my there you go, my my idol, Cab Calloway. And so you know, just kind of moving around and singing. And I noticed that that yeah, that that works really well. <laughs> on those yeah, I like I was going to say there. Hey folks, there's a story about Minita Moocher, but we won't go there. So. <laughs> oh man. Hide it, hide it, hide it, hide it, hide it, hide it. I love that they, stuff, man. Well, he did they, that they, in the Blues Brothers. They, he he also, yes, he also did that in the Blues Brothers, and he knocked it out of the park. But you know, just there's uh, just just being a front man, you know, and he was the consummate front man. So sometimes yeah. when uh, you know when you're on camera in a studio and you don't have that audience, you know what I'm saying? You got to lean on different things. So I was leaning on uh, <laughs> on some catch Nothing wrong with that. We stand well, on the nice shoulders. Yeah. Jesus Christ, already. Oh, uh, luckily it's Friday and I can drink with this. Mmm, beer. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I was going to ask, because you mentioned it early on here when we started, it was the 40th anniversary from the first movie. Yeah. Is it hard yeah. to believe that it's been that long that that little, little bastard jumped out and tried to drown Adrian King? <laughs> well, you know, I was I was just a, a a wee lad, and I lived in I was I was fourteen, or, or yeah, I was four. No, I was actually thirteen, and I had heard about an audition. Okay, and I was trying to decide: Do I want to be a musician? Do I want to be an actor? No, ma'am, we're musicians. And I also like to play soccer, which is an odd thing. So you probably heard the first movie I was in for Sean Cunningham was called Manny's Orphan. It was like a comedy, a heartwarming comedy about a bunch of inner city orphans who play soccer and win their orphanage back from the mob in a soccer tournament. Okay. And so I wandered into this audition and I didn't have an agent or anything. And my parents were, you know, divorced. My mom was at work. I was just <laughs> solo. So I said, which I don't recommend young people do, go to auditions alone, but this was at the YMCA, so yeah. So anyway, I um, I brought a clipboard with me to look official. And I went up to, I said, where's the audition? They said, it's upstairs. So I wrote upstairs on the clipboard, and I went upstairs. They handed me an 80, uh, they handed me a script and I landed an 80-line role in that movie <laughs> as, as Roger, this kid who was kind of like a Porky's, kind of like a Danny Bond, like a um, Danny Partridge kind of kid. He was like all out there. I could get the girls, but he was like this little chubby kid who was like, like always carrying a Playboy magazine, literally. <laughs> so they had a stack of Playboy magazines. To keep us occupied, but uh, the um, yeah, that was my character, Roger. So this film, even though it had 
New York Cosmos in it. They filmed some of it in, New- in Cosmos Stadium. It's a really good little movie, but nobody cares about soccer. You know, 1978. Nobody cared. And uh, so the next summer, I'm just minding my own business, thinking, wow, that was a cool summer last summer when I was an actor, quote-unquote. And uh, it's John Cunningham. And he says, hey, Ari, we've got a new movie that we need you to come down right away. We need you to work on it right now. Okay, so come on down. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, sure, fine. And so he's like, can you swim? I'm like, I can swim, Sean. Yeah, you know I can swim. So he's like, great, okay, great. Because uh, we used to have, like, pool parties. So I was like, okay, great. I didn't know what was happening. I get down to the um, to the office in Westport, Connecticut, okay? I sit down. And they hand me a script. But they had handed me a script that says, the counselor goes off with his girlfriend to make out in the woods. And I was like, what's this? This is amazing. I can't believe it. They Sean cut me up. I was 13. So, no, now I was 14. I was 14. And so now Sean comes in and says, no, no, that's Kevin Bacon's script. That's, that's Kevin's script. And he said, no, no, no. Here, Ari, you're going to be the monster. I said, I'm going to be the monster? So that was cool. But, you know, as a little actor, I looked through the script. I was trying to look for lines, you know. <laughs> I had 80 lines in the other movie. And this one, I'm like, they're like, your, your character name is Jason. And I'm looking at them like, there's no lines. <laughs> there's no lines in this script. But uh, Sean Cunningham, great working with kids you'll notice a lot of his movies his biggest movie was spring break he just did another movie about a piano teacher um i think that's always been his life dream to make those kind of movies he works really great with kids he did a great job um the thing with me of course is we spent four and a half months working with tom savini getting the mask together right yeah for the, the one moment where I drown and Betsy Palmer brilliantly playing Pamela Voorhees says, you know, he was my only son. Today is his birthday. He wasn't a very good swimmer. Hmm. Now, that was supposed to be the only scene I was in. Okay? I went home right. August of 1979. They wrapped that movie. It was done. Okay? So there was never, ever supposed to be any other Jason Voorhees on screen except for that. That was it. Um, then when they tested that, they said they needed a new ending. So Sean and Tom and Victor, having seen Terry, came up with that new, with that ending sequence. And that wasn't until October, they called me and they said, we need you to come down. October of 1979, they said, we have a new scene. And I was like, but how could I be in a new scene? My character drowned. And they said, well... You get your revenge. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I thought, okay, it's like Swamp Thing or X-Men or something, and he comes back to life, you know. And so I get there, and they hand me the script this time. It says, Alice's Dream. And I was like, I literally, I think I said, fuck that. I was like, it's not a dream, you know. Um 
So literally, John disagreed with me. Tom separated me from the director because, you know, <laughs> he wanted to rub the director the wrong way. So he said, pretend, Ari, because if you were a ghost in a dream, then you would be have the conviction that you were real. I was like, all right, if you want. But in my mind, it's real. You know? Yeah. Like, they were like, bitch killed my mom. So I'm telling you, you know, so I'm coming back from beyond the grave. And that's how I always felt about it. And uh, to this day, Tom and Sean disagree with me. <laughs> well, and definitely Victor. Victor, too. But I don't know about the fans. Yeah, no, I liked how they did it, and I'm sure a lot of them do. But don't want to keep you on the phone all day, but I want to ask you one question, one more question, because and I know it don't don't directly involve you, but okay. what, do you, what, what do you think of this whole drama with, that's currently legally with, as far as the franchise and the name Friday the 13th? What, what's your take on all that from an outsider looking in? Oh, sure. Well, no, I, I mean, gosh, I... I wish there was more of it. It's like they stopped after this, um, you know, uh, certainly, okay. I like some of the sequels better than others, but I would, I would offer that every Jason has brought something unique and, you know, each movie kind of propels it. I, I particularly like part seven. I like part six, you know, but I, I don't know. I can have fun watching any or all of them pretty much with the fans, you know. Um, you know, that said, I think that uh, where to go from here is is a profound question, you know. And um, in many ways, I think that that video game, you know, kind of kicked off a whole new generation of kids who are into Jason. Now, of course, that stopped because of the lawsuit, too. So, yeah, I don't know. And, um it's hard to say. I do think that they'll settle their lawsuit, and I do think that we'll see something new. But I do also think we need to come up with something new and not rehash the same tropes. You know, I think that it's time for Jason. I don't know. What what would Jason do now? Like, for instance, okay, with all the technology, okay? <laughs> you know, like, Jason can't call you on the phone like this, but, but he could text you. Yeah. You know, like, what if you got a text from Jason? Like, I'm right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Turn around, you know. <laughs> exactly. Or, or maybe more to the point, like, Jason versus a robot or Jason versus Jason X from the future, you know, something yeah. like that. You know, we need, like, an <laughs> army of robot Jasons or something. There has to be robots involved. Uh, I'm guessing you're a big robot fan? <laughs> Well, well I, 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 I'm a big anime fan, that's for sure. And I do, I do there like we go. some of that stuff. But, but what I'm saying is um, it's the future now, man, so he's got to go up against the robot. You know? Yeah, somebody will bring him up to 2020. Yeah, exactly. So somebody's got to think of the next thing. I know there's a lot of people tossing ideas around there about who's going to do it next. And as you see, the, the um, what with Terrifier, okay, and then you had It again, and then you had Michael again, you know, um, 
and it again, again. And, you know, so I think that there's plenty of room for, 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 um, for Jason. And, um, you know, what would, like, for instance, maybe I'll leave you with this thought if, if you want to wrap it up, but, you know, uh, this movie Joker. Okay. Okay. Which was awesome. And it was a great yeah. film. Okay. How can you not like Joaquin Phoenix? Exactly. Exactly. But I would say that it's not a slasher film. And it's not in the, and see, this was one of the things that was so great in the sense that in the seventies, we had this deep horror kind of akin to Joker exorcist, Rosemary's baby, you know, hills have eyes. Omen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Deep. Like, Ooh, this is dark and miserable. This is like, what's, but then all of a sudden you came up with jaws. Jaws came out. Boom. And it wasn't about hell. It was about, you know, the under, it was not, none of that. It was about this shark's going to eat you for lunch, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think in many ways that's what Jason was. Certainly my scene where I come up out of the water is reminiscent of Jaws. But um, Jason, even as a as a character, kind of a land shark in himself, you know, he's silent. <laughs> yeah. He's got that machete, man, you know? And he's, boom. So I think that we need that. That's missing again. We're getting too deep with, I mean, not too deep. Don't, don't take it. Like, I'm not trying to put down, but movies like Midsommar and Get Out and, and all that. It's, 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 Psychological thriller. Yeah, it's exactly. And they're not slasher films. And which is almost like you come home and you're like, yeah, that was a horror, but now I'm like thinking about really deep, weird things about life and existence. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's why people go to horror movies, frankly. I think that they go for a thrill, kind of like they go to a uh, an amusement park with a really crazy roller coaster. You know, they don't want to go away really deeply thinking, but just have fun with the with these great special effects and horrific slasher moments. So I think that we need to get back to that. That's that's what I that's what I think. But I if you I want to go write, back. Um, yes, horror movies. Sorry. I'm not there you go. <laughs> no, it's not me, man. Someone's got to do it. You do it, Jonathan. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, long, can I use a uh, spell check? <laughs> well, wait. As far as Jason's concerned, you're all set. <laughs> well, for everybody else, yeah, on the story purposes, we'll use spell check. Uh, of course. Yeah. All the great Hollywood ones. <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to use the times of 2020 here and use spell check, damn it. Uh, <laughs> but what well, I was going to say, go ahead. Put it into a computer, and the computer will come up with the story. Like, what would be the best story? You know, they do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it like YouTube. You know, you just type in certain tag uh, words and let it come up for me. Yeah. That's for sure. No, I, I do think, you know, it, it's going to go into the future. Um and it's got to be brutal. It's got to be brutal. That's that's what that's what Jason fans love. It's just got to be brutal. Maybe we bring back Mama somehow. I don't know. Who knows? Someone else. There's yeah. There's ways of doing it, and everything will be eventually be settled. But if you want to get, if you want to have a thrill and some excitement, whether it's watching virtually or when things start to open up continuously. FirstJason.com and go see a good live 
kick-ass band. Thank you. We are our, our October tour down to Texas is rebooked, and we nice. just rebooked the show in Massachusetts, August twenty second. Right on. We just talked to a club in New York City. Our our pals there, are Lucky Thirteen. I don't know if you ever go there. It's a great club in Brooklyn, but uh, we're talking. I heard about of it. So, you know, um, if you're a horror fan and you're near and you're near New York City, go over to Lucky Thirteen. They have a great scenario and they it's a big horror fan who owns the place and they covered the place in horror memorabilia and uh it's just a lot of fun tell them ari sent you and uh of course now they're all outdoors and they're six feet apart or but i think uh in a less than a week they're opening uh indoors too so well i'll end it with this too and i think we learned this in the beginning during the first uh, conversation about first jason Support your local businesses, folks, however you can. Let's keep people working. Let's keep everything running. Yeah, man. This is the truth. That's really true, man. You know, the horror community is so good at that, supporting each other, tattoo artists, and supporting each other's mail order things and supporting each other on every level. So I think that – I think, honestly, I think everybody's eager to see each other again. And we've got to exactly. show those venue owners how much they mean to us. Totally, man. Everybody listening, get out there and support. Go have a, a beer or two at your yeah. local venue. Listen to yeah, Stay uh, safe, but let's support them, you know. Let's support these yeah. people who support many different other venues and outlets. And, yeah, they could check out that one live stream we did at Lift Up Cairo especially if you're in the Chicagoland area, go and check them out there in West Chicago. And uh, the next show when they do their live stream, I heard they're going to have a special guest appearance from Bozo. But... <laughs> no. Oh, am, I thinking of the wrong cl- am I thinking of the wrong clown for the horror genre? <laughs> no, dude, I was on the Bozo show when I was a child. Nice. I was on the Bozo show. I love Bozo, man. Yeah, so cool. that's, that's why I threw that in there, so why not? That's the Chicago <laughs> Thank you. That's for sure, man. Yes. But might as well. Yeah, I was scared that I had that kind of knowledge, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, was, I was one of those little Bozo kids, I tell you. You see what happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look where your life turned out because of being that Bozo kid. See? He's like. Jason, that's a bozo no no. <laughs> oh hell! the other <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you so much. Thank you. With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jeff! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. (laughs) 
check them out to contact them today lacycleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536 that's what I'm talking about Hey everybody, it's C.J. Graham, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, Part 6, that's right. I want to send a shout out to everybody here at Crazy Train Radio, 